Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. When you say my name, you put respect on it. Put respect on it. <laughs> put respect on it. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to uh, Dork Trek. Hi and welcome. My name is Bob. I'm, that's Dennis, Ben, and Jenny. Hooray. Hey. Hi. Um, ben, before we continue, um, we haven't even really started yet, but before we go any further, mm-hmm. I, I have to take time out of this broadcast to personally thank you, and I know Dennis feels the same way once he hears what's going to come out of my mouth, to personally, personally thank you for the YouTube video of the um, Superman retiring with the Rocky <laughs> 3 dialogue featuring Mr. T. I must have watched that thing probably like a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> it, I never really much cared for the Hawkman on Super Friends, but now, you know, with the Mer- Burgess Meredith's voice, it works for me. And that's the thing is now, anytime I see any cartoon with Hawkman, if I read any Justice League appearance when Hawkman shows up, I was going through some of my old comics, <laughs> I read it with Burgess Meredith's voice. Well, you can hide him, you do it without me. You can do it without me. I don't want no more. I'm too old. I'm going to retire. Like it's, it's, it's just like everything about that clip is so, so magical and so wonderful. And that is like that. If someone were to ask me who is from like a, like a, like a faraway world or maybe a middle earthian perhaps. And they say, what is this internet you speak of? I would just show them that video and be like, this is all you need to know. That's it. It's perfect. And they just kind of look at me dumbfounded. That's, that's the internet. This is the epitome of our culture. Yes, yes it is. Like, and, and, the, and the fact that it's, it, it's sunk up so well, like when Mr. T is pointing, that means I'm number one. One. <laughs> it's the, it's, I've never been happier. I have no idea who made the, the original on that, who gathered in the Jeez. hours. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was just, it was amazing though, because the, the Mr. T animation was just like all the other 80s animation for Saturday morning stuff. Mm-hmm. Right so it just merged so great. It's perfect. Like everything about it is perfect. And Superman like, it was perfect for it because he was kind of a dopey character on Super Friends. And it's kind of like, it fits in with that Sylvester Stallone from Rocky Three. And like the way um, Wonder Woman, who is portraying. Um, Adrian is kind of reacting at certain points in it. It's just everything about it is just so spot on and wonderful. Like it's just, in real, when I saw it, I wa- I must have watched it like fifty times in a row. Like it was amazing. Yeah. Well, you're little very man welcome. don't want to come out. You tell you people, <laughs> don't give him no statue. Give him guts. Told you it wasn't going away. You got your shot. Now give me mine. It's awesome. Like everything about it, it's great. I knew you guys loved that scene. So when I came across it, and it was, it was actually, I found that before I knew you guys were such big fans of the scene. And it was one of those things where you forget about it. And when I came back across it a few weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, Bob and Dennis love this stuff. It's the best. You know what's funny about that scene is I remembered from my childhood, like really liking Rocky Three, but I could never remember why. And then this is like maybe seven or eight years ago, AMC was doing a marathon 
Yes. The Rocky movies. And I just happened to turn to it right when that scene came on. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> and that very next week, because it was Thanksgiving break, and the very next week you guys were talking about it on the radio. Because <laughs> that's, like, all, that's all I watched. Like, I remember that because it was on nonstop when AMC used to show movies, and I just watched Rocky all weekend. And I was like, wow, Rocky Three is just – It was great. Choice. Like, everything. And, like, the weird part about it is uh, – Clubber Lang, uh, Mr. T's performance in that was like, was, was raked over the coals. It was like, people said it wasn't good. Like, I believe he won a golden raspberry, but like, what more do you want from that? Like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Everything. You know, his performance and Polly's were the two best. <laughs> when was this in relation, though, to A-Team? Was this what made him popular enough that he got on A-Team or was A-Team prior? I want to say this is pre-A-Team because this came out in, what, 83, I think? Okay. Um, so I want to say this is pre-A-Team. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what they expected from Mr. T, but, God, he's just so wonderful. It was an amazing perfect. performance. Yeah. Perfect for the franchise because, like, the first two movies is, like, this respectful, you know, oh, it's two fighters who are – you know, do it the right way and everything. Then you got fucking Clever Lang coming in there. Right? <laughs> Shut up, old man! <laughs> and the and best it, part, we never see Clever Lang fight anybody except for Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh man, it's just so wonderful. Like, I love everything about it. And Thunderlips. Thunderlips is in that movie. Yeah, Thunderlips is in that movie too. But just that cartoon and the way they even drew in the microphone because the microphone's not there they drew that in like the microphone has been added and it's everything about i'm just gonna uh, i think i'm gonna retire oh it's really hard to say Uh, don't don't give the sucker no statue give guts (laughs) yeah this is a a big mouth why don't you come down here close it for me sucker hey woman hey woman hey wonder woman and just the way it syncs up and like, oh, it's perfect. Like everything about it. And Wonder Woman's yeah, she, reaction. She is, looks away. She's like, oh, <laughs> I can't look at all that blackness. <laughs> no, this was, uh, what was it? Rocky three was 82 and a team started in 83. Okay. So there you go. So this was pre, so there you go. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they were expecting from Mr. T, but I mean, like, what more could you want? Like how he didn't win an Academy Award for that. I mean, it's, it's, it's just well, another example, man. They didn't, they didn't want to give him a shot. Nah. Like, Mr. T, no, you were not good enough. <laughs> Look at that bomb fighting other bombs. <laughs> I never get a good, uh, I never get an Oscar for this performance. You know why? Politics, man. <laughs> they, they don't want to see a man like me with a title. Just because I'm not a fool like that public man. That that might be stretching it a little bit, though. I think you, you know. better not play me off with that music. <laughs> <laughs> now, was he pitying the fool at this point in his career? I don't think uh, there were any. Yeah, no, that was Rock. That comes from Rocky Three. Oh, he pitied the fool in Rocky Three <laughs> first. Yeah. All right. I, I just I'm like I want to just spend some time and and do a deep dive into Mr. T's career after the after we finish recording. I'm just gonna like. Well, Let's read more about... Uh, I, would, I would say most of what people remember Mr. T for comes from Rocky Three, Not the A-Team? Because B.A. Baracus was... Because they kind of retread some of the stuff in the A-Team. Yeah, it's a lot of the same. I mean, he is kind of a one-trick pony, but God damn, that trick is great. Yeah. Like, it's a great trick. Like, it's, it's awesome. like disappearing the Statue of Liberty every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just wonderful. And I want to say that, like, 
uh, I, I'm proud to say that my contribution to like Hampton Roads culture was being part of bringing uh, uh, Clubber Lang back to the forefront. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know? for so long, I mean, people didn't talk. You know, there's, and I don't want to sound like a crazy person because it happens occasionally. <laughs> I guess I could save this for the panel that we're doing at Tidewater Comic Con. But like, there are a lot of things that I feel like we were on the cusp of. Like Rick Flair, Michael McDonald voice, Michael Mc, yeah, like I we I was doing that long before that dumb show was, you know, the pushing her in the streets bit. That was before we got married. Stephanie and I got married. Like that was way before that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, That's like when I first moved to to Hampton Roads. Yeah, Michael McDonald voice, the Rick Flair phenomenon. Like I feel like a lot of that was. You know, again, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to take credit for it, but I am. And like, take credit for it. It's, I mean, it's all the show. Like, that was all hey, us. Man. You're welcome, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Yeah, totally, right? But anywho, let's, uh, let's talk about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. What is the name? <laughs> Got to play the slow bugle. What's the name of this episode? Move, Move along. along. Oh, that's right. Move on home. Move along. Move along. Move, move along. Move, move along home. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Just move along home. This episode is, it's interesting. Um, it, it starts out in an interesting fashion, but like, again, most of season one DS9 that we've encountered lately is all just kind of like, it's a one beat episode. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no B story really. There's no... But I guess the B story and the A story are kind of connected. I guess. And this one, the B story, I think, was kind of like Jake and he's starting to get interested in girls and yeah, yeah birds and the yeah, the Bajorans and the Ferengi. But how does he no. have time to how does he have time to explain this to his son when he's a you know a miniature in a game? <laughs> they have to do it very quickly. Once again, the black man is just a pawn in the game of life. <laughs> Look, son, you don't want to be having sex with those people. Yeah. <laughs> don't give a sucker no statue. Give him guts. Well, see, the thing is, is if he's got, uh, if he leaves it alone, though, because apparently Nog was, you know, telling Jake all the, you know, the skinny about, you know, chicks. You don't have to worry about any teenage pregnancy because the worst he's going to do is get an ear job from some Bajoran chick. <laughs> and, I mean, it's like, ooh, ooh, mutts. I don't know, but the Ferengi say it's awesome, so I'll let her keep playing with my ear. But wouldn't that lead him down a more dangerous path into like uh, into like fetish town where he's this like sexual weirdo? Oh yeah, he's he's got a total Ferengi ear fetish. Yeah, he has no clue. I mean, how to to achieve orgasm without his ears getting massaged? Yeah, so that's gonna be weird. And he probably doesn't even understand it. So it's like you know, he's like, I, I'm not really feeling this. If anything, it's kind of tickly, you know. And then like, how is it's just gonna be a hard life for Jake? I mean, he, like he he's his whole life though. Like he's older, and he's like, yeah, you know, sex is overrated. I mean, I can tickle my own ears. I got some Q-tips, whatever. <laughs> you know, and he just and he thinks that's sex for like the next twenty years. Yeah, his life is and, ruined. And so, like, later on, he's, like, mid-30s. He happens to be on Riza for a business trip. And, you know, his entire life experience changes. Maybe he sells hearing aids, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so, he, so he can look in people's... hearing aids. Yeah. Maybe he's an ear, nose, and throat doctor, so he can look in people's ears and stuff. 
And like, like, what is that? Why does your instrument hitting me on my shoulders like that? It's an instrument, all right, but it ain't the one you're the. Uh, it's my thick black cock. Why are you humming, <laughs> Doctor? <laughs> How does that feel, baby? Yeah. Um, I don't. What do you? No, what? Stop touching me like that, baby. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's a. Uh, if they make first contact with someone from the Gamma Quadrant. The Wadi. The Wadi, who look a lot like... Um, he looks like the guy's neighbor in office space with a tattoo on his forehead. Like, he looks like... What's his last name? D- Dietrich... Uh, Dietrich. Bader. D- Bader. Yeah. yeah. Bader, Dietrich, Dietrich he, Bader. Yeah, he, he, looks, he looks like that guy. Yeah. Like, that's or, what I just pictured. Wasn't he, what's in his name? Oswald from uh, the Drew Carey show? Yeah. 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 I'm so trying to picture, though, that D- Diedrich Bader mm-hmm. something? Darth Vader. Darth Vader? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of his name in Office Space because he's awesome in that movie. Like, he's got, so, he's got such a bit part in that movie, but he's so hilarious. Two girls at once. Yeah, man. I mean, I figured I'd have to be a millionaire to get two girls at once. <laughs> I want to team up on a guy like me. Two chicks at once, man. Don't worry. I won't say nothing. <laughs> when he's yelling at him through the wall. Hey, man, yeah. that commercial, uh, the breast exam is on again. <laughs> he's so great in that movie. Um, but that's what he looks like. He looks like the neighbor from Office Space. And uh, they come through. And then Julian, this part is kind of weird. Like, Julian doesn't have a, uh, a dress uniform, so you can't replicate one? Like the, Right? That's... You can get anything you want. Go get to the- Garrick. You've got a fine tailor right there. Tailored spy. He yeah. knows that it comes with a high price. Yeah. And that's his anal virginity. Well, there, there's some cupping during the measurements. <laughs> it's like, measure that inseam. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. We, got, we, got, we have to measure it erect so you have room to breathe in there. Let's measure that prostate. <laughs> I don't think it's changed since last week, Garrett. Whoa. She feel like a steak. Um, I just don't want to get like why they don't replicate one. Like what? Yeah. So I guess the replicators on DS9 don't do uniforms. Does that put it to bed? Like you can't replicate well, uniforms? uniforms so far. They haven't programmed the Federation uniforms. Yeah. All right. All right. But I mean, I just curious, like, does that put all arguments to bed about in this series that like, you can't get a uniform from the replicator? Is this canon? Ben, I ask you. You're Mr. Cannon. I, I don't think this puts it to bed. They're still upgrading the systems, so maybe at this point they can't. But there's scenes on TNG where, uh, you well, know, this, but you know what? This ain't TNG, sucker. Yeah. Hey, fool. I ain't Picard. <laughs> yeah. Shut man. And I don't think there's a Starfleet exchange on every ship where they should, just go and buy. Shouldn't a, there be an exchange there though? I mean, there's enough Starfleet guys walking around. You know what I'm saying? But see, we used to joke about that, that the, uh, the, the post-exchange, you know, at Army and Air Force bases was the PX. The Navy exchange. It's, the Army. it's a BX for Air Force. Oh, okay. Um, the base exchange, the base. BX. The Navy exchange is the NEX. And so we always figured that Starfleet, their exchange would be the SEX. hey And so you could just, you know, go down to the sex shop and get whatever you needed. That was as close as you would get to SEX at the time, I imagine, too. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So we... we <laughs> no wonder you guys wanted to be in Starfleet so bad. Exactly. So we could go down to the sex. Yes. 
Let's go down to the sex. Sex sixty nine. I just mean Starfleet Exchange. <laughs> That's what makes it funny. You thought I was talking about fornication, but I was talking about the Starfleet Exchange. The fact that you call it fornication means that you'll never have it. <laughs> I fornicated with several of the females once. <laughs> such a good line like i was just enjoying it i was basking in the glow of that comment from ben <laughs> so you get uh they these guys come through and they look like they look like really classy rednecks like yeah. they all have sweet mullets and, and they, they mm-hmm. play up the part too because you know he tries to go through all the pomp and circumstance of greeting them to the alpha quadrant like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where's the games yeah man uh, we heard you had games we're here to uh gamble yeah. Y'all got the slot machines or y'all got them little spinny things? Because we, we good for both. We want them one arm ba- bandits, man. We're here to gamble and to uh, get more uh, stamps on our forehead. Because every planet we go to, we get a stamp. It's where we yeah. were. So we don't. Y'all got, y'all got stamps? Y'all got foreheads. Forehead, forehead stamps. Yeah, I want to I play that back rabbit and watching a video in my, my quarters. <laughs> it's like card, card, I win. Card, card, I lose. I ain't figured it out yet. <laughs> All I know, I put the money up, card, card, I lost. Now, how the hell this works 16 times, I don't know. <laughs> but they I guess, my second wife one time just to get out of hot. They immediately go to Quarks and they just start gambling, and that's all they do. Like, they're uh, just gambling away, and, and uh, your boy, uh, Cisco, is like, this stinks. Like, I could be at home. Talking to my son about sex. I like how they try to bet some useless garbage. Yeah. Their their wagers. Like I got I got these cool sticks. Woo! Sticks. <laughs> you can do a lot with a stick. Maybe they come from a planet with no trees, so sticks are like a really you know highly valued item for them. Or maybe this is really a planet or a, a culture that has no currency. Maybe it's like their their Groot sticks. They blew yeah. up Groot. <laughs> you can grow your own Groot. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's no. Uh, this is not a Marvel Disney property. I mean, God. there was a crossover between uh, TNG and the Shittable X. Man. Called Planet X. I don't remember that episode. You're gonna have to cite. You're gonna have to cite your work on that one. It's season nine. Season nine. Uh, um, okay. That one is it on Netflix? The infamous season nine. Yeah, it's like a graphic novel or something like that, or a book or something. I don't know. Well, as we all know, books don't expanded count. universe. Books are there's books no are dumb. There ain't no such thing as an expanded universe for Trek. I think you're you're thinking about that Star Wars thing. Oh wait, that expanded universe is also dead. My bad. You're so bitter. No, I'm quite happy. Now the Star Wars, he's can feel the pain of the Trekkies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is kind of weird that like they just erased all that stuff. <laughs> no. So I mean, whatever. I mean, a lot of those books, to be fair, were kind of crappy anyway. Yeah. Um, the the good ones were the Timothy Zahn ones. Those were good. Yeah, yes. Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah, the Kevin. Some of the Kevin J. Anderson stuff was okay, but I mean, some of them are just like, oh my god, this is like pulling fucking teeth. Ugh. Yeah. Blah. 
I mean, I've enjoyed several uh, of the Star Wars books over time. Oh, never, never pretended they were canon, like the uh, Han Solo trilogy when I was a kid. That was, you know, great stuff. That's another thing. Those jerks. Like, so you're telling me they can they can recast Han Solo as a younger fella and everybody's cool with it, but I can't get a new Indiana Jones. What the hell? I got to deal. I got to deal with 800 year old Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones, but they're going to get some teenager to play Han Solo. Get the hell out of here. Well, I think the only way this is going to be acceptable is if they use the same young guy for Han Solo, if they reuse him as Indiana Jones. So you're saying maybe they set a precedent then? This guy will be Han Solo and Indiana Jones now? He, he basically, he's the new Harrison Ford. Yeah. He'll start doing the Jack Ryan movies. This guy, this guy ain't no Harrison Ford. No, he's not. But you well, they do- need to get better scripts for the next Indiana Jones movie, too. I think that's a big part of it. And to be fair, the next Jack Ryan is Jim from The Office. Oh, my really? God. Wow. What? It's an Amazon. Like, I guess they're doing a Jack Ryan Amazon TV show. Mm-hmm. What happened to, uh, what's his name? Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. That's it. You get one shot. <laughs> one shot. Wasn't very good. But. It's like, go back to Star Trek there, Piney. He's in, um, he's in the Wonder Woman movie. Yep, Steve Trevor. Oh, really? I'm very happy about this, actually. Out of all the DC properties, that looks like the best film. Yeah. Because it's just something they've never done before. It's just different. Like, it's a whole new world. They should just do a live-action version of the cartoon. That cartoon was killer. See, I, I don't like that she's in uh, World War One, And I think she should – I mean, much like Captain America. I mean, you can't do Captain America's origin without him being in World War Two. Mm-hmm. It's just it's tied to the character. Mm-hmm. And I think Wonder Woman is the same way. And by putting her in World War One, you're taking a big chance. Um, so. Maybe, but uh... – not, not for the masses. Not for the like, masses, and they probably don't want to do it so it doesn't get compared to Captain America. Right, because she's running around with a big shield. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I remember bracelets. I don't remember shield. The shield is new, and they added it into like the new DCU stuff. Like I got a bag from the comic shop today, and it has all the new DCU characters on it, and apparently – Apparently Superboy is now homeless because he has like holy jeans on and like Chuck Taylors and stuff like that. It's really kind of goofy looking, but that's neither. Yeah, it's, it's not even emo. It just looks like shit. And then um, I guess they're doing all these Hanna-Barbera books now too. They've got like a Scooby-Doo. No, it's like Scooby-Doo apocalypse they're doing. So like, it's like, it's like, it's like Archie afterlife where they would, Archie had a pretty successful run doing this where they took all the Archie characters and put them in like a post-apocalyptic world. They did this with Scooby-Doo. So now Scooby-Doo is in a post-apocalyptic world and they're all like hipsters looking. So you said Scooby-Doo apocalypse and I I automatically think of the Marvel comics characters. So I just have in my head, it's this week, Scooby and the gang meet apocalypse. (laughs) And I can see see Scooby as one of the four horsemen. That's the thing. He's trying, (laughs) apocalypse is trying to recruit a new set of four horsemen. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the, like I'm totally death dude. (laughs) Hey, Apocalypse, can we get some Scooby snacks? <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. And then um, they're doing the wacky races. 
you remember wacky races, the Hanna Barbera wacky races? But that's in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> setting too. Oh no, no, no! Do you remember the Laugh Olympics? Yeah, I love the Laugh Olympics. Yeah, that, that was the greatest. Yeah, those were fun because you had each genre of the Hanna Barbera universe as a team, and yeah, oh, it was awesome! It was awesome. All of their villains together. It was. Oh. It was cool. So Star Trek, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm stuck on the Yogi Yahoo's now. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm fine. I love I love the Laugh Olympics. Um, But yeah, so uh, they come and they saw and they kicked Quark's ass because they just start taking all of his money. Oh yeah, and Quark starts freaking out because he's like, "Oh man, they're gonna clean up this joint. I'm gonna have to shut down because they're gonna take all my gold press latinums." My Dom Jack girl's arm is sore. (laughs) (laughs) She's got the 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 Dom Jack arm. What does she have to do with that? Like, I haven't seen enough of DS9 to know exactly what the Domjack girls do besides look bangable. And have and are forced to have sex with Quark because it's, yeah, right. it's in their contract. Well, hand jobs, which is the yeah. real reason that harm was <laughs> Yeah. God. Warm up for spinning the wheel or whatever it is. That How many of these? That's automated. You push a day. <laughs> okay. I don't think he's ever going to finish. My arm hurts. That's why all the girls, they all look like Popeye. No, I figure all the, the Domjot girls, like you see them like backstage and they, they look like Major League Baseball players and they got the ice pack. <laughs> you know, we had a good night tonight. Uh, you know, it was uh, the, getting a lot over, uh, a lot of stroking. Uh, you know, some nights are easier than others, but it's just, you know, you just got to just gotta keep pressing, got to keep your nose on the grindstone. We're going to bring in the lefty. We're going to bring in the lefty. We're bring in the, we got to bring in the lefty Five more, Five more days. Five more days. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta bring in a gotta bring in a specialist. Yeah. The Ferengi guys come in wearing their rally curtains. <laughs> they're upside down. Yeah. Like they're over their head. So you they have a grab feature, so they float. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Looks like a toupee or something. So then um a quark is like, I'm getting my ass handed to me here. Uh, I'm gonna cheat. Yeah. And that's exactly what he does. He just cheats. He's like, Oh sorry, you guys lost, get out. He's <laughs> like, not even clever about it. No, not yeah. at all. Like he, he might as well have just like. Now he has old holds up a sign. Cheat. <laughs> Hold on, let me engage cheat mode. And there's up. a big button on the table that says <laughs> A <cheat> right <laughs> down. <laughs> now, just when he hands him the wand, though, there's that momentary tug. You know, with the yeah. you're in. But I think do a foot button. Yeah, something like for a guy. The under the table thing. It was how do you miss that? Yeah, that would be my thing. Um, I don't understand how these people have gotten so far in being such cutthroat business folks, and like they have all these rules of engagement and all this stuff and yada yada. But this is how they cheat. Like so, everybody is stupid. Yeah, like well, they do it so poorly. Yeah. Back to uh, Picard and his monkey heart. When they were gambling at that station and they're breaking, oh, we're going to do this high-frequency do-lolly that's going to do this and that. Th- there was no buttons and shit. They were doing some science on the, the gambling board. And now you get to Quarks and it's like, yeah, let me push the little magnet button. You know, it's yeah. some, some 1940s shit from Las Vegas. Let me just hit the cheat button, like Jenny said. And he gets caught, obviously, because he wasn't even really trying hard. You got to try harder. If you're going to cheat, you got to try harder. You just can't. Well, see, he forgot the uh, the old Ferengi technique of going, ooh, a Ferengi. And everybody looks up and <laughs> hit the button. 
Because, oh, no, it was, it was me as a mirror. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You guys all lost. Get out. <laughs> but they catch up. All of a sudden, the table is like a completely different color. And... <laughs> We're in a different room. And you just, and you, more flips or something. You just see Quark running off, carrying all his gold press latinum. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the yeah, thing. They always leave bags with dollar signs <laughs> <on>. <laughs> or bar, for or some pictures, reason, or pictures, of, pictures of bars of gold press latinum on the bags. Yeah. See, my thing is that was all his gold, though, because they came in. All they had was the 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 gems and the sticks. Yeah. So all that that they won, that you know, it's like they were definitely cleaning out the the bank on this. Yeah, but I think didn't they exchange the sticks and gems for gold plus yes. press latinums? Because the gems, like yeah. Credit line. Like they give him, he gives them a credit line based on having these gemstones. And see, my thing is I don't understand why gemstones are worth anything. I mean, they made up gold press latinum so that there would be a currency in universe after they established that, oh, the Federation doesn't use money. We're beyond that in the future. And now they're selling your future latinum. Yeah, but you remember the uh, the Q episode where they're like auctioning off all that garbage and like to you know bump up the price. He's saying, "Look how shiny and pretty it is," and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So, so you're saying out there that'll give you money for garbage. So you're saying that the people in the future are idiots too? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Quark is basically the uh, PT Barnum of the uh, 24th <laughs> because there was like uh, you guys haven't done Cat's Paw yet. On uh, original, <laughs> well, it was they offer Kirk and his crew like a plate full of gems, and Kirk just looks at them and, and tosses them down, and he's uh, like, we can we can fabricate these on the ship easily. I mean, they're worthless. Maybe Kurt was just being a dick. He probably was. That that is a big possibility. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, gems are hot though, dude. Like, because I mean. There's got to be. You could say they're truly outrageous. <laughs> Jim is my name. Um, but maybe there are. Maybe yeah, there's. I think a, ben on that one. Ben, yeah, just, ben doesn't know Jim. He doesn't. He wasn't. He wasn't hip to that. Uh, I know Jim and the Holograms. I went to several of their concerts back in the eighties. <laughs> you know, honestly, I thought the Misfits were better. Their songs were better, at least. What the hell are you talking? No. I just thought it was great that they got Danzig to do it. Like, I thought that was really awesome. Like, I didn't think you would at first. <laughs> no, but Danzig was a band called The Misfits. Like, this, this punk band. Like, I don't know how, I don't know why and how he didn't sue them for that. But, like, whatever. Because he secretly wanted to be in that show. He Even worse, he actually did some of the voices. I would yeah. love to, I would watch that if it was really Danzig <laughs> singing The Misfits jams. That'd be cool. Mother. That's a great song. That's a great. Danzig's pretty killer, dude. Um, but yeah, this episode, then like, I guess the, the alien dudes, they get bummed out because they get cheated and they want, they, they want uh, rep- retribution. And so yeah, they, they raise up on Quark pretty yeah. aggressively. Yeah, you don't mess with these dudes. These Sit are, down, little man. Sit these down. Are, these are some bad cats, man. But, I mean, you normally don't cross rednecks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you just don't – like, if somebody's got a mullet that long, like, you leave them alone. Yeah. You know? That, that's how you can tell what rank a redneck is, is by the length <laughs> of the mullet. No, totally. He's exactly these right. guys were, like, supreme, you know, grand mullet-wearing guys. So, they, they were up there in, in the power structure. Mm-hmm. Like they were right up there with Billy Ray Cyrus level. Oh, I mean, yeah, totally. 
scary. Yeah, these dudes are like, I mean, they're not to be trifled with. No. no. Mullet plus chin strap? Plus four tattoo forehead things? Yeah. Yeah. It might as well be juggalos. Yeah, totally. Yeah. These are space juggalos. Like, that's totally what they are. They are <laughs> members of the Wicked Caravan or whatever it's called. And, like, yeah. they believe in Malink, the great Malinko, and they've come to... They only drink Fago. They come to spray it all over Cork's restaurant and bar and girls and stuff. And yeah. Maybe that's why they were so angry about the cheating is because he, that was using a magnetic switch and their confusion over the whole operation of magnets. Yeah. It, it was blasphemy to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Juggalos don't like magnets. They, they don't like Aren't the Juggalos, the ones that follow around the, uh, the, the Joker squad or whatever they're called. The Joker, the insane clown posse. Clowny yeah. daggers. <laughs> Clowny daggers, y'all. That's, that's my favorite episode of Squidbillies. <laughs> Clowny daggers, baby! <laughs> I love that show. <sighs> apparently, apparently that dude is like a rockabilly singer. The, mm-hmm. the, the lead voiceover guy on that show. Like, he's a real dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He played at the Norman in Norfolk a couple, uh, I guess a couple years ago. How was that? Did you, did you, did you? I didn't go see it. I didn't. I, I thought about it, though. He's like a real... I would love to hear what his real music sounds like, because that guy from Squidbillies was awesome. I seen me a pickup truck, and I went and bought it. No, I went to the junkyard and got drunk. Squidbillies was a great show. I enjoyed it. Like That's when, that's when Adult Swim was really... Really wonderful. That was like its peak. Yeah, because it got really bad really fast. I, I liked the sheriff, and that was about it. The sheriff was awesome. And trying to each week figure out how Granny was using her walker. Yeah, Granny was awesome. Everything about Squidbillies was great. I mean, because you had Squidbillies was awesome. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was great. Like, Sea Lab, Birdman, like, all that stuff was killer. And then it just got really, really weird. For yeah. the sake of weird. Like, not even enjoyable, just... Stoners, naughty. I mean, I don't. No, that, that's that's your your target audience now. Tim and Eric, like I can never. Yeah, I've never done a drug live, so I don't get Tim and Eric. The only I'm, good- I'm high on life, so I <laughs> I don't get adults. Eric Andre, like sometimes Eric Andre show. I'm like, okay, I kind of I see why that's funny, but sometimes it's just too out there. I really enjoyed um, uh, speaking the devil, uh, uh, John C. Riley on that show. Mm. Like he would oh, show, yeah. he would show up every once in a while. It's like the weird weather man or something or whoever the hell he was, and he was really good. But yeah, no, no, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Loiter squad, not not great. I, I gave up after a while. Like the last yeah. one of the last things I remember was uh, uh, Children's Hospital, and then I kind of just stopped. I like Children's Hospital. I know you do. I well, before then, uh, Metalocalypse was probably the last one that I watched. Metalocalypse was cool. Yeah. I did see them live. That was that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like to see that guy, uh, Brendan Small. He's just he's insanely talented. He's yeah. on a, a comedy Bang Bang podcast. All Ooh, okay, I can do so many different voices. It's ridiculous. That's awesome. Let's check that out. Also, check out Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. <laughs> um, but this again. The sh- like then all of a sudden I forget how the crew gets pulled into the game. That's it. They just get pulled in. Like yeah. we got Cisco asleep in bed, and then he wakes up in his uniform on the floor. And yeah, I'm thinking- somebody's screaming like a little bitch. <laughs> 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 
I kept thinking of uh, Dr. Smith from the old uh, Lost in Space. God, I love Dr. Smith. He's but awesome. with Julian, when he's screaming, just that. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you ever had to scream yourself out of a dream before? I've never heard of that before. Is that an actual I, thing? I maybe I guess I don't. I maybe it's something they develop in the 22nd century because I'm not familiar with it. Because and apparently neither are they. Because everyone else is like, mm, no. No, no, maybe it's just a weird Julian thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's he's a very special child, <laughs> and uh, he he will learn later. I don't want to spoil anything that he's he's an only child. And it's one of those things where, you know, he was that special, like, we can't have any more. He, he's our special boy. And that's everything great. he does is great. Oh, that's Jenny, Ben. I don't know what, that's your, that's your girlfriend. I don't understand. That's I, not I, a- I've been drinking a little. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are so in love. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him in his sleep. <laughs> See, this is true love right there. That is true love. Yeah. <sighs> I, I was a little upset. She said it publicly on uh, Facebook, so it's like, you know, now it's premeditated, babe. You and could have got I've away with it. Said it again. Right. On a podcast. Yeah, but I don't think this is. I mean, this, this is this isn't live though, so nobody's. Yeah, no. Right now, we'll just edit that out later. No, yeah. res- no respectable person's listening to this. <laughs> that's true if it's ever played in court as evidence they have to play the entire episode yeah. and, and download it from iTunes so that we get credit for the download yeah totally yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. and download all the other ones too but just forget all the hate speech and stuff we're not Trump supporters we're just they were all done in, in character voice. it's all done in jest yeah, yeah. Of course. as long as you do the voice that's right man hell yeah don't say all them terrible things about all them minorities. Yeah, we gonna we gonna kill him in his sleep. <laughs> um. So then they're just in the game for the rest of the episode. Yes. Move along home. Move along home. And and the game is. I mean, it's somewhat interesting. I guess Quark has no idea what he's doing or how he's playing, but he doesn't know that it's affect. Does he know that it's affecting the crew members? Oh, that's no, not, not until Odo shows up. Yeah. Okay. And that was a leap of logic, I thought. It's like, oh, four of our senior officers are missing. And Quark's like, did you say four? Yeah. And I've got these four pieces on the board. No. Oh, my God, they're the same. No, they're not. They're may- maybe they just went out for a, a ride yeah. in-, in one of the little ships. I kept thinking, like, how boring must this game actually be for Odo? Because all he does is, like, roll the dice once, and then they move the pieces around. And then, like... And then everybody goes, oh, shit. Yeah. They don't get to see anything happening, like, in the game. You got a double fizz, Ben. (laughs) Move the blue piece to the red square. (laughs) Third chap. Third chap. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Uh, And like you said, it was a really large leap of logic, if you will. Because, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that at all. But they just instantly come to it immediately. And then all of a sudden, like, the redneck guy goes like, all right, let's start killing people. Yeah. We got to kill some people, man. This game ain't fun unless somebody dies, man. Come on. Take the shortcut. Yeah, man, take the shortcut, man. Just kill somebody. I like the shortcut. Hell yeah, man, dead. D-E-D dead. Hell yeah, we're going to love it. We're going to kill all your faces. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. You what? You don't like my forehead tattoo? You some bitch? Bite you? Don't cross me, boy. See, I can't, I can't do redneck voice tonight because it, it's coming out as my bush voice. And well, it's the same voice. I mean, Bush is fine. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a redneck from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, he's from Midland, Texas. You no, know, man, the guy's from Texas. He got a ranch down there and stuff. Because you, you get started on it and you just can't stop. And this game, it, it's like drugs and alcohol. <laughs> when I when I did that kind of thing in the Air Force, and <laughs> wasn't really there. It was a pretend Air Force. When I was in Alabama, when I was in Texas. Yeah, let's hear your Clint. Yeah. Do your do the Clint. No, I don't think your Bush is that. Great. My Bush isn't good. No, it's just. It, it, but when I try to redneck it, it goes that direction. I don't like it. And then Bill, he shows up, and he he wasn't in the Air Force. I skipped all that shit. Too <laughs> busy getting blown in Oxford. Your your Bill is. I, is I tell you what, top notch. If you if you boys can vote Hillary and it's gonna keep her ass busy at least twelve sixteen times a day and and I can get so much ass when I get back to DC. <laughs> I love your bill. Your bill is good and your and, and your Mark Twain is just I mean that's yeah. I've actually did you see the thing where was it uh, that's a one man show right there if you yeah. take that off. <laughs> I I'll, I'll do uh, dramatic readings of. Uh, of Mr. Twain in the Bill voice. You're like you're like our data. Like you're an actor. Like you gotta you gotta act. Well, you know, I did go to the academy, and fourth year <laughs> of the academy is is drama club. And you're really good. But did you see the one where somebody had posted either on Twitter or something on our trick feed? To uh, I'm going to do recordings of Mark Twain. Yeah, that would be great. I'm, I'm going to start. Uh, I, I I don't know. Life on the Mississippi, maybe. Maybe you or should short stories. Maybe do like Trek scripts, like read Trek scripts in uh, in in Mark Twain voice, like see, like dramatic readings of like I, I, one I, man I, show. Yeah, I'd have to do like passages or something because you know for copyright. No, oh, whatever. Copyright, copyright. Because I'm pretty sure Mark Twain is public domain now. It might be. I'm not sure. And you know, it's your performance of it. It's well, not then, like you're selling and, and it. And I could change it and have it be like, you know, in, instead of the other word, Jim, he could be Klingon Jim. <laughs> I like that. That's very, very clever. It, it, it saves me a lot of. Uh, and it makes issues. it, it makes it Trek right there. So now I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm moved into a whole new world. Like you guys are on another planet with a, a boat. And uh, the, the voyage uh, down the Mississippi is actually Mississippi. down the neutral zone. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the 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 imagination's running wild on this one. Oh yeah. yeah and for uh, for backing music, you have a whole catalog of Stephen Foster to go off of. <laughs> yeah. Or Vanilla Ice. I think it's great. Want. I think it's great. I love it. I think you should. I just get on that immediately. Like, stop whatever it is you're doing. Uh, I'll be upstairs recording. Jenny finished the show. <laughs> I like uh, Move Along Home is the name of the next episode. It <laughs> actually does sound like a Mark Twain. Time was a man could go to another planet and have a good time. I remember when I was a young man, this rising chick was riding me like, like a horse at a rodeo. <laughs> She was riding you like a horse. I like it. It's good. I don't know. You do. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I think I've mentioned this before. You're, it goes Mark Twain, and then sometimes it kind of teeters the edge of uh, Kevin Costner, JFK. 
Have I told you that? Like you get that, no, I, that I, Jim Garrison thing going on there? Okay. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, we, we were just watching Jim Garrison in uh, the 60s a couple of nights ago. So that that's kind of. I love that movie. Like Kevin Costner's accent in that film is so just puzzling. Because <laughs> you're just like, what? No, we were watching the actual Jim Garrison and he looks nothing like Kevin Costner. He looks like a toad. And then you've got, you know, because I, I went into it expecting somebody to, you know, like Jim Morrison kind of looks like uh, Val Kilmer at mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. and and the the fake Kanye guy looks kind of like uh, the blind guy from the 60s that played music. What was his name? Oh, uh, uh, Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. Ray Charles. So him you and were all Kanye. over the you were all over the place with that. So one. yeah, him and fake Kanye Welcome look alike. So it was you know. So I go into the '60s thinking, okay, when Jim Garrison shows up, he's gonna you know roughly look like uh, Kevin Costner. He doesn't. He looks, no. I swear he looks like a toad with a lazy eye. <laughs> it, it, it's scary. It's a, you know what that is dramatic license. It's just it's, dramatic license. It's like if you're you go downstairs and the refrigerator lights out and you're gonna you reach in and you get a jug and and you think it's the half gallon of milk but it's actually the half gallon of orange juice and when you go to take a sip and you're expecting milk and you get orange juice or vice versa, it's it's that shock of whoa that was not the thing I expected to be in my mouth. And that's what you I think say that when, all the time. And that's what happens with Jim Garrison. Interesting. He shows up. Yeah. Interesting. I like and it. Then you spend 20 minutes with a redneck on Ferengi, you know, spin cycle going back and to the left. <laughs> back. I love that movie. I don't care what anybody says. I love that movie. I think it's great. I got to watch it now. It's great. I mean, some I of it's in the theater, but it's, it's been since it came out. It's good. It's enjoyable. It's got its moments. Uh, Kevin Bates. Kevin Bacon is top notch in that film. Who was the guy they painted silver like Mercury? Uh, Tommy Lee. That's Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, at one of the one of the parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah Joe Pesci's in it too. Him and Joe Pesci play gay dudes, which is like like the strangest bit of like Joe Pesci plays a uh, a southern gay man, which just in itself like wrap your mind around that. Like Joe yeah. Pesci plays a southerner. Who's also a homosexual? Like it's just a very strange cast. Yeah, you can't just get no typecast. Yeah, it's no typecasting. They just were going for stars, and they were just trying to jam them all in here. Like, how can we get Joe Pesci in this movie? Oh, well, the only part we have left is the gay Louisiana guy. (laughs) Perfect. Do it. And and there's points in it where you hear Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, where you're like, that voice doesn't like the boy. Don't you get it? It's like that's not that's not a Louisiana accent. That's you, Joe Pesci. That's you. <laughs> like, you like, that doesn't make any sense to anyone involved. It's like watching eleven twenty two sixty three on uh, Hulu, and the guy they have playing uh, the shooter, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, the weird accent that he's using. Because he's like really from Australia or something. It's, and he's trying to do a Texas accent. Or so Louisiana or something. I thought, what's his name? Gary Oldman was great as, uh, was Armstrong, or not Armstrong, but Oswald. It was, mm-hmm. Gary, it was Gary Oldman. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. Great film. Who played Ted Cruz's dad? Oh. Because wasn't he involved? <laughs> oh. No, but uh, wasn't the Woody Harrelson's dad there? I don't know. That's I thought that was actually that, that's actually documented, not uh, not like the cruise thing. Not Trump's beat. Not Trump certified. <laughs> God, yeah. butts are for pooping. Anyway, so um, we 
Huge. It's going to be huge. huge. So, so we have, um, so we have this game going on and yeah. um, I mean, that's kind of it. Like at this yeah. point, like people start dropping off. Like who's the first one to drop off? Julian. Thank God. Nobody yeah. missed them. The screamer. Yeah. The screamer is the first one to go. Um, and then they're, they're, they're doing these weird obstacle courses and like playing silly games. And yeah. I just thought the look that Cisco gives when they have to do the little hopscotch game. Yeah. Was, it was that, that I don't know, I, for a minute I could see the man called Hawk looking yeah. at these people going, fucking white people. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. He was saying it. He was, yeah, that was, that was a no-brainer. He's good. He's more. the cut scene. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the extended scenes if you get the Blu-ray. Crack ass. The only more irritated person was Kira because she was like, I can't fucking believe I have to do this. Yeah. Or me, or me watching it. Like, I'm like, why am yeah. I, like, this is just, come on. This is a Holly. One thing I don't I don't fully understand now. Um, so these uh, alien people, the YD, were they mm-hmm. like astral projecting into the into the game as well? Like, were they watching from inside the game as well? I don't I don't get because they were at Quarks. They never yeah. left Quarks with Quark and Odo, so they but had like when they were in the smoky room and they had the the antidote in their glasses or whatever. Like all mm-hmm. of them were there. Mm-hmm. So, I think those are like holograms. Stop asking questions, Dennis. Because what doesn't make sense? Like, how do they... Just drink the Kool-Aid, Dennis. Yeah, just what shut happens? up. What happens just... when they're playing the hopscotch game, like in the game? Because, mm-hmm. like you said, at Quarks, all they have is like this three-dimensional board that they're yeah. <laughs> the peak yeah. they're on. And they move, and they just kind of stand there and like, oh, stuff's happening. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, dude. This is, some, yeah. this is some serious shit going on right now, bro. Well, it's like, you know, watching these, these Grandmaster chess games, and you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? What? Yeah, but that's uh, but then, you know, uh, you're, not, you're also not being fooled because it's not like when you're watching a Grandmaster chess game, someone is going, these pieces are really fighting each other right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I need Casper yeah. to lean over and go, hey, hey, that white one, that's your mom. I'm going to kill her. Oh. <laughs> what? Right now, this white piece in the actual game is playing hopscotch for its life. And if it doesn't survive, you're going to die. Your friend will die. Now you're going to know what en passant means, buddy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Speaking of which, here comes the night. (laughs) On is gone. Rook this motherfucker. They're fighting like right now in real life somewhere in another part of the galaxy. You just can't see it. You can't. It's in your fucking head, man. It's in your fucking head. Just like this game gets in your head, bitch. The horse is so aroused right now. You want to be there. He wants to take out the queen now. Yeah. We're going to put the horse on top of the queen. Oh, my God. The, 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 the pulley system broke and the queen was murdered. Oh, God. How are we going to – She likes it. She likes it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, she's okay. She's okay. She's okay. This is where centaurs come from. <laughs> it's in your fucking head, man. Fuck. Mind explosion. But yeah, this is how Catherine the Great died. <laughs> I just don't, um, you're not, I like DS9. I like it, but you're not, you're not giving me much here. No. It's, it's, I think when we were talking about it elsewhere, I had said that this episode epitomizes the first season for me. When I think of the first season of DS9, I instantly think of this episode. I thought it actually happened sooner than it did. 
Like I have, I remember most of DS9's first season, like just off the top of my head. I'm like, okay, I remember these. As we watched them, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this episode. Oh, that was first season. Okay. But in my head, when you say, oh, first season episode, first thing I think, move along home. Is that why you don't like first season? Yeah. Because yeah. the, because the spoilers, the next episode is really good. That's where like the, the Ferengi underworld guys come to Quark's and make Quark the head of the like the underworld. And that's a cool episode because it like, good. yeah, it gets into like all this cool Ferengi stuff and like behind the scenes of it all. So it's kind of neat. And the, the guy from Princess Bride's in it. The, you know, I'm talking about the guy, the guy. Inconceivable. Who plays that guy in every thing. That dude, I don't know his name, but he's that guy. He's a Ferengi. Yeah, he's a a real life Ferengi. (laughs) But this episode, it's just, it's just one beat, man. Like, that's all it is. It's just like, here's your story. Uh, They're stuck in a game. I don't know. I feel like it could have been like an interesting concept for a show, but it just didn't, it just didn't work. Like, Every like level that they were on, it was supposed to feel suspenseful or dangerous or whatever, and it didn't. Well, it, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're boring. suffering from the fact of how much fun is it to watch somebody else play a video game? True. Over somebody's house and they're playing Call of Duty. Are they jerking off while they're doing it? Well, no, you are. Oh, uh, cool! Because, and I'm having a blast. They're, they're busy. You know, their hands are busy with the controller, so you got to jerk them off, and then when they finish. You got to jerk yourself off. That's how you play Call of Duty, right? <laughs> yes. Hey, Stephanie, we're getting Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> this is a boring video game. This is like watching somebody play Minesweeper or something. Yes, it's like yeah. watching. Well, okay. I mean, ha- well, how much fun would that be for you? But for the person actually playing. But the weird part is the person playing the game, it's got to be boring to them because all the interesting stuff is happening to the players inside the fake reality world. Yeah. So this, like, is like, this is like D&D with a, a deaf-mute DM. Yeah. <laughs> DM knows what's going on, but you have no idea. Yeah. You're just rolling dice. Quark oh, uh, 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 uh. like, doesn't even really know how to play, but he's trying to make it up as he goes along and like... He's pretending like he's like, oh, everybody's happy. I'm winning. Yeah, I love this game. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm figuring it out. I just roll the dice, and then the pieces sit there for 15 minutes, and then this I guy roll the moves dice them. again. No, no, they sit there for 15 minutes. Then he walks around. They make some, and then he moves one, and then I roll them again, and everybody's like, oh. I'd like to think that, like, whenever he rolls a dice and they move the pieces while everything is happening within the game, like the Wadi just break into a musical number, <laughs> like a finely choreographed, like. <laughs> and we don't get to see any of that. Well, like they, something they, for guys and dolls or something. They are kind of dressed like tap dancers because there weren't a lot of sequence. So maybe they're like a, a redneck tap dancing troupe. Hey, luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> If you ever love me, do me like a lover. Love me every night, luck. I don't know the song. Hey, uh, hey Mordecai, man, do me a favor. Go get my tap shoes, man. We're waiting around for these guys, these imaginary pieces to do something cool, man. Let's let's do some tapping. You go tap it out. You know, Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's do some, uh, let's, let's show me your fancy footwork, man. Come on, give, give him a little taste of it. Come on, man. It's real good. Let's That's see. That's why Julian was screaming because he knew he was going to be missing out on the redneck rendition of Cats, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. But the thing is, too, Jenny, you brought it up like they're in peril. But as a viewer, you know nothing's going to happen to any of these people. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, they're all fine. Right. You're not going to kill any of them. And it doesn't make any sense why they have to kidnap, like, if if it's just their mind or whatever in the game, why why is their entire body missing? Like, why well, are no, they, like, they, they're missing. They're, they're actually, yeah. I think they're on a holodeck type situation. Yeah. This is just a ho- yeah. This is a holodeck episode. Okay. That's all it is. Like it's just, but they just dress it up differently and say like, no, this is a first contact mission, and these crazy rednecks play some weird game. But it's like, no, it's not. I mean, but having said that, though, it would be fun to play it. Like if you knew that you were not going to die, like if you fell off the cliff or whatever. But just like to go in there and solve the puzzles or whatever the fuck you're supposed to do in this game. I mean, do they change every game because? I mean, you play once. And I don't you're think like, so because it goes off right, whatever. The, let's do the, the hopscotch. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but it's just one of those things that, like, it's just not very interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of, kind of stinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan. And then you find out, oh, big twist on it. They all die. They all pop out of the game because. It was only a game. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, people, you think, what kind of monsters do you think we are? Ha ha ha. Yeah. Which, you know, tie that with the gamesters of Truskillian, the original series, where those gamesters were making wages and, and people were getting, you know, raped and murdered. So. Yeah, and now it's just boring. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just not, you know, man. Yeah. I don't want to hate on it because I mean I like I, I think these last two episodes it just stinks because they've both been like back to back and there's no miles that, yeah, that's the common factor there's no miles um, and they're just they've both been kind of like one one trick ponies like it's like here's your story you know what I mean there's not much to it you know like I'm, I'm watching people play a game it's just not well, the next uh, episode where they play bridge for half an hour is really <laughs> exciting. It reminds me of why I stopped reading uh, comics for a while because I read two epi- two issues of New Avengers back to back, where I watched Luke Cage have dinner, and I was like, "This is fucking stupid." Like, I'm paying four bucks to watch this guy eat. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> what does Luke Cage eat for dinner? I'm regular food. Nothing yeah. super. Jessica <laughs> like, Jones, Jones, Jones cooks it for him. Yeah. Well, no. One, Actually, that's what he ate for dinner. <laughs> one. Um, no, we don't do that. <laughs> Luke does because he's super. Yeah. But uh, one one episode or one issue, it was all the Avengers. So it was like Spider Man and stuff. They were just having dinner, and then the next one, they Luke Cage and Jessica went out on a date. Oh. But I mean, I don't. But I'm paying five bucks for this, man. Like, I don't want all. I want some some shit to happen. I want some shit popping. And I just feel like this. at least choke on. Something. Yeah, choke on my dick. Yes. <laughs> Holla at your boy. This is not approved by the Comics Authority. <laughs> uh uh-uh, baby. But just you know, it's not. Yeah, and I like DS9. Like I, 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 I mean, I've watched up to what this is the tenth episode we've done. Is it? It's getting close. I want to say it's like nine. I want. I know. I know that we're coming up on the two hundredth episode of Dork Trek, which is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I noticed that today as well. We need yeah. two hundred episodes, spectacular. Two hundred episodes, man. Because let me strippers. Yeah. I mean, of course. At, at your location. Shut up, Shut up Manny. 
as many male strippers as you want, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we are episode. So the episode that I release tomorrow will be episode 198. This is the 198th episode of Door Trek. Holy wow. smokes. Yeah. I don't think we should waste 200 on the DS9 episode if it's a bad one. I mean, we can make that call. I mean, you know, I mean, we can just we'll have to look ahead in the future glass. In the so year- come along, come home. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, uh, I don't even—I don't even think we talked about Star Trek on the last episode. No, probably not. I don't think we mentioned it. Like, we may have been like, "Man, that episode was pretty bad." And <laughs> we really, we really need Anton to keep us on track. <laughs> yeah. Or we need season we one. We need season one, Dennis or Anton. Mm-hmm. This was a notebook. All right. was, I mean, but you know what, man? I mean, like, but th- to be fair, it's like if we had that level of note taking, like what would they be? It would just be like, okay. And then they play hopscotch. Okay. And then they're crawling on a mountain and then uh cork says he's never going to cheat again. And then it's just like, it wasn't, it just wasn't yeah. a lot there. It was just kind of like, Bleh. where are we, you know, we know how this is going to end. Everybody's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair enough to say like, no one's going to get hurt because they're not going to die. So, you know, maybe that's why people dig shows like uh, uh, Game of Thrones because it seems like everyone is in danger at all times. I don't yes. watch it. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but everybody dies apparently. That's I think all they're I in danger just for being on the show, basically. Yes. Yeah, but we're, with the show, like, everybody who doesn't deserve to die eventually dies. <laughs> but who deserve to die never die. But they kill everybody, and like on shows like this, that that wasn't a formula. That wasn't part of it. You're just like, all right, whatever, man. We'll figure it out. Like they're in no real danger. Maybe the audiences are were dumber back then, or they they didn't care as much, or maybe it's just because. It's 23 episodes, so you just got to fill time. So this is just yeah. a time filler, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, as much as I hate waiting for new episodes, I kind of like the British model of 10 to 15 episodes a season. Yeah. Really yeah. good episodes. Yeah, I mean, like I bought Stephanie the um, season four Luther DVD. It's two episodes. Like, and they call it a season. It's two episodes. That's it. See, I got confused in my head. For a second with Stephanie and Sophie, and I'm like, what the? F-? Yes, my daughter. Very advanced for her age. I'm like, oh my god, she Daddy, loves Daddy, the guns and the dog. Guns and the dog. The guns and the dog. The guns and the dog. That's right, Sophie. The guns and the dog. It's like the weirdest episode of Dora the Explorer ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, two episodes, man. That's your season. Boom, done. Yeah. Now they got sure. two. Yeah, you get, sure. you get two movie lengths, and you're done. Yeah, and then they don't come back for six years. <laughs> so, like, they got to do this week in, week out, you know, 23 episodes. It's a lot. Yeah. You know? And you still get to hear them talk about, though, how hard the grueling, you know, production schedule. And you just, you did two episodes, buddy. <laughs> are, are you thinking uh, maybe that's Thor sequel that you're going to not do or something? What, what's. To be fair, that's a lot of hands in pockets for Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got to shove those hands really far down into his pockets. And do not not manufacture gloves in the United Kingdom. And to be fair, Idris Elba does do kind of everything. Like he's in a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. It seems like 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 uh, just everything. Like you can't even make a movie now without him just showing up. Oh, what's up? I'm being this movie. 
It'll He's going to be the new okay. doctor in season 12. I'll be, I'll be over here if you need me. Just tell me what I'm going to do. I don't know. Oh, the new James Bond. Yeah, he's the new James Bond. He's the new Doctor Who. That'd be cool. Uh, he's the, the, new, the new Wolverine. The new he'll be the new Wolverine. He'd be the new Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis, did Sunderland win today? Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? When they, when they drew on uh, Saturday, I knew it was over for him because there's pretty much – they had to beat Tottenham. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> And now they probably will, the stupid assholes. <clears throat> so who got relegated then? Um, Aston Villa, you guys, and? Norwich. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to be weird. That. Now, are you going to watch next year with them? I mean, like. It's not going to be on TV. That's true. So will you have a new Premier League team? Suckers. Are you going to root for somebody else? Maybe Crystal Palace. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Maybe. They got cheerleaders. Another team has cheerleaders. In the there you go. I, I'm a big fan of Crystal Pepsi myself, but yeah, you know, Crystal Meth. I like that. <laughs> Jenny's like Crystal Meth. Yeah, yeah, man. Got some no food. The only drink available is Crystal Pepsi. The only uh, the only food item they serve at the concessions is Crystal Meth. I like when you take the Crystal Meth though, and you, you crumble it up into the Crystal Pepsi, and you shake it a little bit. It's like Pop Rocks. It is. It, it's really awesome. Yeah. It makes the game worth watching. Dennis, I'm going to say you should root for West Ham next year. Nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. I like the Hammers. Nah. That's, that's going to be my vote. Got that uh, waste of space, Andy Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the Hammers. You should root for the Hammers. Nah. We'll right. see. We'll right. see who gets promoted. Right. Maybe I'll, I'll pick a team that gets promoted. Right. I think they're talking about sports ball, man. Talking football. It's football. It's football. It fits in with the Elba. It's in, the football it's goes in the dog. It's in the dog. It's in the dog. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, what do you want to rate this episode, Benjamin? Four. Jenny. Yeah, I think I'll give it a four. I'm gonna agree. Like, it's just, it's not even an episode because it's kind of boring. Like, it's just I turned it on and then I did a bunch of other stuff around the house and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I kept waiting for it to get good. And it never did. And then the credits rolled. Yeah. Dennis, what do you say? I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. Really? Yeah. It's not bad. All right, make your – I think it's like a guilty pleasure episode because it's not – I mean, you know, objectively when you watch it, it, there's nothing really good about it. They just kind of enjoy it. I kind of enjoy the whole dynamic of these weirdos come from the Gamma Quadrant. Everything that the Starfleet dudes expected, you know, they thought this could be this really formal TNG experience where they're meeting these delegates and it's, everything gets turned on its head. I just yeah. think, eh, I mean, that's cool. That's one of the it's parts I really liked movie. about it. It's yeah. just that it didn't, the actual game, the actual show. Which is 85% of the yeah. show is this game. But I get what you're saying, Dennis. Like, they all throw on their fancy uniforms. These guys are just wearing, like, cut-up yeah. Budweiser shirts. Like, hey, man, let's go play. Yeah. Like all throughout the entire episode, everything everybody expects from these people is the exact opposite. They expect they're going to be really formal. They're not. Quark expects that, you know, this game is just some stupid game, but it's not. And then at the end, they think everybody's dead, but they're not. You know, it's just like, and I I think that's probably like the intent maybe that, you know, us alpha quadranters can't really have any solid expectations of people from the gamma quadrant because they're just different cultures. And if you kind of look at it, 
along if you look at it too, it's almost like an anti TNG episode. Yeah. Like, you know, the everything has to go according to like the rules of the engagement. You know what I'm saying? This is just yeah. like, you know, even I believe he says at one point, like, who wrote the book about first contact? McCullough? Was it McCullough? Yeah, yeah, I got to tell him this is not what it is at all. <laughs> you know, because it's not like it's just these guys just want to hang out at the bar. Yeah. Wait, McCullough and, wasn't the guy who gets blasted in that uh, that one TNG episode, is it? Where, I think uh, he's the guy in the fancy wheelchair, isn't he? No. Who's <laughs> the guy? Uh, the guy tried to avoid getting in conversations with, and then he gets shot in the chest. No, oh, that's, on that's, the horse ride planet. Yeah. Where, is it Hutch? The, is his name Hutch? Or Hutch, I believe it's Hutch. Hutch. Yeah. Commander Hutch. Commander Hutch. Everybody hated him, and then he died. Then everybody was his best friend because that's just what happens in life. Oh, that Hutch was such a great guy. We even named part of the ship after him because he was such a great dude. Yeah, this is the this is the Hutch hallway, man. Like everybody loves Hutch. God bless. I mean, he told he used to tell the best stories. That Hutch guy, man, just wow. When I got back to Earth uh, in honor of of Commander Hutch, I I bought a uh, a a nineteen eighty six Honda Civic hatchback. (laughs) No, no, no! It's a hatchback. No, just stop. Let me have this. It's a hutchback now. I, I know. I, I have like the little vinyl decal of Hutch's face, and it says, "In loving memory, uh, twenty three sixty, twenty three And then, I, and then I wrote a story. He was eight years old. <laughs> he was eight years old. I, it, it fell apart. <laughs> he was eight years old. And then I wrote a story about my friend Hutch called the Hutchback of Notre Dame because <laughs> he loved Notre Dame football. I I, rem- I got some of his academy friends uh, together, and they told me about his best friend at the academy was this kid named Starsky. <laughs> and uh, they had all kinds of adventures together. <laughs> and uh, so I wrote some of those down. Um, what if that was the case? Like he kept all the stories he was telling were these adventures he had with his friend Starsky. <laughs> And their uh, their informant Huggy Bear. That would be brilliant. Full of shit, Hutch. Nice. I swear to God, man. Like we were gonna bust. We were gonna bust these cocaine dealers, man. We had them. When I was <laughs> in Section Thirty One, it was awesome. No, it, and the thing is, though, is that he he found like this this cachet of of ancient videos from nineteen seventies Earth. <laughs> ancient videos. And so he's just like telling these Starsky and Hutch stories, like they actually happened to him at dinner parties and stuff. And so everybody's like, Oh wow, that is so exciting. Your stories have gotten so much better. I mean, yeah. that really had, Oh yeah. So I was, yeah, I want to, I want to open a video store and call it ancient video. <laughs> <laughs> so it was all my videos. I was on my houseboat and my pet alligator Elvis got loose. And I was just like, Holy smokes. Well, I got to tell Tubbs when he comes over to be careful because he's going to get eaten. Yeah. Then we hopped in our testarossa. <laughs> Cover car. I had my friend BA and he was just afraid to fly. But we had to find a way to knock him out, put him to sleep, every time we had to go somewhere. Every time we would it was a real hassle. But the thing is, like, how overhead was sleeping. Uh, yeah, like, like, wouldn't he be leery of drinking anything around these guys? Like, here, BA, have a drink. Leave me alone. Just not, not from Murdoch. You're giving me a roofies again. Send me a Mickey. I'm going you know, at some point they have to hire Bill Cosby to show up and be like, "Give me a milk." All right, I trust you, Cosby. <laughs> You're America's trusted dad. Cosby, don't fuck me in the ass. <laughs> Damn it, Hannibal! I woke up on a plane. 
Black man fucking me in the ass. I'm on a plane. I don't know what I'm more angry about, fool. <laughs> Did you ever see the video of why BA is afraid to fly? No. Well, there's going to be another video shared for you guys. Oh my God. It's an animated short, and it's the true uh, story of why BA is afraid to fly. All right. I, I look forward to it. After your last one, it was so perfect that I, I, I will watch anything you recommend. And I will say this. I normally hate watching things on YouTube that people tell me to watch because they're always fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. Like 90, I'm going to say 97% of them is like, Oh, you got to watch this. And as soon as someone says that, like my opinion of them automatically drops. <laughs> if someone is going to say to me, like, oh, I'm going to waste your valuable time by trying to make you watch this dumb internet video. Yeah. I instantly hate you. And see, that's the thing is I gave you the, the Superman video. So now the bar is set really freaking high. Dude, no, man. The thing is with you, with that thing, you could do no wrong. Like, I'm, you're good. You're golden. That was so much fun to watch. Don't like, ruin it, Ben. No, no. I don't think you could at that hey, point. Look, here's a half hour of cat videos. Yay. This is, this is what it is, Ben. Um, you took our team. You took our team to the Super Bowl and won in glorious fashion. No one thought that would happen. So you're, we're gonna build a statue in your honor out in front of the stadium, bro. <laughs> you're the best guy ever, and you got a lot of statue of guts. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of collateral right now with me. Yeah. But see, the next time I'm gonna have to actually deflate some of the videos so that I, I can get a better grip and yeah. pass them on to you. Oh, hey, dude. Oh, hey. oh. It was awesome. That'll be a four episode suspension for you. If you yeah, do that. yeah. <laughs> then we'll reduce it to one, and then we'll you know, go back to yeah. four. But I love. We need ratings. Come on, let's not get our. <laughs> yeah. That was the best one. That was the best. That was one of the my favorite videos on the internet. Yeah, it's up there with the uh, I'm the I'm the juggernaut bitch for me. Yeah, it's up there with I'm the juggernaut bitch. It's up, animated like type stuff. Yeah, it's up there with Jenny's recommendation of uh, the Cookie Monster Tom Waits. Cause I literally walked around for like three days going just singing that Tom Waits song. Well, uh, now I can't remember it, which is probably good for Stephanie. Cause she, uh, was it God's way on business? Yeah. God's way. God's way. Yeah. I just, I was just <laughs> doing that for like two days. It was awesome. Yeah. I like the other one better. Uh, yeah. You're wrong. Yeah, I like the, I like the God's way on business song yeah. better than the other. Oh. I think it's synced up better too. Yeah, Crossroads was good too. That was another recommendation. But that's, you know, you can't go wrong with uh, Sesame Street hip hop. Yeah. I still like the Beastie Boys one because the outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're wearing those weird like golfer helmet like hats and the, the turtlenecks. So it's very believable. I don't know if you guys do uh, Vine, but there's a actual, there's, uh, Sesame Street has a, a Vine that they, you know, they upload stuff to. And on one of them, they did is back when uh, what did the fox say song was popular yes and, and one of the vines has one of the monsters like telly or oscar somebody go you know what did the fox say and then it cuts over to the little muppet fox and he's like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and then he stops and goes actually i never say that <laughs> i like it so just cute little things like that that's good man it's good. cookie monster hosted saturday night live didn't he was what? that a thing or was I, is this like some kind of Are crazy? Drugs? I don't know. I don't remember that. Am I slipping between parallel earths again? I, I, would, I would totally watch that. I think that happened. Betty White and Cookie Monster have hosted Saturday Night Live. I would believe 
Cookie Monster Alec showing Baldwin. up for like one sketch. Oh, well, Alec Baldwin always, but I, I love Alec Baldwin on Saturday Night Live. He's the best. Oh, you know what was on last night? Hunt for Red October. Oh, that's a great movie. He's so handsome. I would love to see Cookie Monster play Alec Baldwin in the Hunt for Red October. Like I would totally watch that. Like just <laughs> replace Alec Baldwin with the Cookie it's a Monster. Goddamn cook. <laughs> Ping one. Yeah, I would, I would watch that. See, one only. Uh, we moved uh, around. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Dennis. <laughs> I love to count things. <laughs> <laughs> good job, everybody. All right, so uh, so I guess that's that. Um, so Bob, right. yes, Bob, yes, I yes, give it a yes. six, by the way. Oh, that's right. Dennis gave it a six. We're still all over the place with these ratings. Yeah. Like every time yeah. I think it's going to like kind of fall in line, like somebody just. No, when we all did four, I knew, I knew Dennis was going to fuck us in the back with go. six. No, but make sure uh, we remember to tell folks that you're going to actually be at a convention coming up. In two weeks, less than that. Less than that. 21st, 22nd, right? 21st and 22nd, Tidewater Comic Con. And, and you're doing your uh, your Star Trek. Uh, because apparently um, I am a well-known Star Trek aficionado. Kind of a big deal. I believe I believe that panel's on Sunday. I want to say Sunday. Sunday. Sunday afternoon, and uh, I'll be following it a half hour later with a Doctor Who panel. Nice. Look at you, Mr. Panels. Yeah, and you're doing the reunion show. Yeah, it's a Q&A. I was telling Stephanie what I'm going to do because I don't think anybody's going to listen to this. So um, she thinks it's obnoxious but funny at the same time. So it's a Q&A. So we're going to be on stage or wherever on risers probably. Yeah. So it's going to be a stage. And somebody's going to say, so, uh, Bob, how you doing? I'm going to say, I'm good. Next question, please. And I'm just going to do it the whole time. Like that's just oh. be like, because it'll be funny at first and then it'll get annoying and then it'll be funny again. And so I thought maybe it'll get annoying. And then I'm just, it's going to be it. Like, how you doing? I'm great. Next question, please. It's got a question. It's got a question. It's got a question. No, no, Why don't I do the, uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. No, no. Cause that's somebody else's thing. Like, okay. I'm invited and I'm honored to be there. Like, I okay. Think I'm so yours is going to be straight to the point. I've answered the question. Move on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, how you doing, Bob? I'm great. Next question. Well, every, everybody, about- everybody always starts with, Hey, how you guys doing? How's it going? Yeah. I'm doing good. Next question. I'm there. What to- happens when people wise up to you and just skip directly to the question? That's the whole point. <laughs> There's no time for that stuff. We we got 45 minutes. Let's go. Yeah. I like it. All right. Now, is that on Saturday? Yes, yeah, Saturday at 4.15. See, my biggest fear when he, he asked me to be on panels was it was going to be opposite of you guys. So I was just going to be in, like, the empty room. Oh, I mean, there's a good chance our room will be empty. Everyone will be on the riser. It'll be, like, some kind of bizarro panel where – there's just a thousand people on risers because everybody used to be on our show. I heard they're going to have uh, Ernie Hudson sitting with you guys. Ernie Hudson is before us. Like he's, we're in the we're in the Ernie Hudson size rooms. That makes it even worse. Like it's like Ernie Hudson and like big timers, and then us. It's going to be strange. Well, see, my thing is, we're not. Go- we usually make most of our money for the year at the stuff we sell at Tidewater. Mm-hmm. We're going to make zero money this year because. We're going to be at the Ernie Hudson panel because we want to see that. We want to see the Mike and Bob reunion. We want to, of course, do our panels. Who the fuck am I at the table selling anything? Um, that, you know, I'm sure you guys are big time enough to get somebody over there to sell something. I'm trying to like hire some Chinese kid that works cheap. Or, I like that plan. No? So, so 
I use Apple products. It's okay. You're supposed to say that in Mark Twain voice. <laughs> Time was a man could hire a Chinaman to sit at his table. <laughs> Build a railroad and sell T-shirts. This week at, at Tidewater Comic Con, I'm going to have to sit my white ass down and do it myself like a common servant. <laughs> I never beheld to holding another man as a captive of my own, but my father owned six Negro men that had their way with my mother. <laughs> you know, Ben, if you really wanted to make some money, you would just dress up as Mark Twain. Just pitch your wares. <laughs> Here's what I should do. I'm going to get a white suit, right? That's all you need. Voice, grow the hair Just back like out. A Colonel Sanders costume. Right? Yeah, totally. You the can be the next suit. Colonel Sanders. And I can do the, everybody else do it. I'll do the young Mark Twain. So I'll, you know, I'll just grow my hair back out. I'll grow the, the mustache out. And then I'm just going to go over here to Town Center in Virginia Beach, drive down there at the, the public square in front of like Funny Bone or something by the fountain. And where you can, it, hey, it's the public square. Like you, you know, and th- they have like preachers on soapboxes in some towns. I will be Mark Twain on a soapbox and just have like, you know, the little speaker thing. But time was a man could stand in the town square and talk about the Negro problem and not have so many of you people getting uppity and upset. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, uh, if you if your goal is save to, that one when I go on the road to Portsmouth. Yeah, not even you, in Virginia Beach. If you want to make money, like you should just do a Twain by request. Ah, I would. I'm I'll do hip hop. Try that one in Picosin, maybe. Yeah. Do rap lyrics. I'll do rap lyrics. There you go. But you got to get an auto tune. <laughs> no, I'll do it in the, just the Mark Twain and just read the lyrics or something. You know, read, read say oh, something, so say something, and then auto. Tune, then you would be a T Twain. <laughs> that's it everybody good night good night all right we'll talk to you guys next week (laughs) goodbye everybody yeah